Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Right? We come here because we need God and we admit it. The rest of the world may not, but we say, no, we need the Lord. Man or woman, boy or girl, teenager, whatever, we say, no, we need God. That's why we're here. We're here to seek his wisdom in the word. But I want to say something today. I don't just read the Bible to be religious. I don't just read the Bible to say I know more than you. I don't just read the Bible to say I can prove something that you don't know or to correct you. Now, Scripture's for all of that. Knowledge is important. How many of you know God said in his word, my people perish for lack of knowledge? But above all, I learn out of the word so I can be transformed, so I can grow in the Lord, so I can be full of love. How many of you know we all have weaknesses? We won't get into all y'all's weaknesses. Some of your weaknesses, you're moody. Some of your weaknesses, you say, man, I'm impatient. I'm irritable. You say, man, one of my weaknesses, I just don't wake up excited to see the world. Okay. I have my own weaknesses. Really, You say, man, well, here's my weakness. I struggle with fear in that area. Or I struggle with anger. I struggle with forgiveness. Guess what? Praise God. The good news is all the answers are in God's word. And let me say this. This needs to be a quotable, not because I said it, but because it's something I've lived and I've learned and I've watched. I learn God's word. We learn it to live it. I don't learn it just to know it and say, I learned some Bible verses and I know more than you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I've been in the word a long time, and I believe in the full counsel of the word. I brought that up last week. And today we're going to continue how to study, read, and implement God's word. But I will tell you this. <clears throat> It may take you more than a year to read through the Bible, but you need to read through the Bible cover to cover as often as possible. Why? You say, man, that's daunting, Pastor Matt. Well, number one, get you a Bible you understand. Some guy argued with me, me and Adrian yesterday. We, were, we, were, we, we went to the Help a Home Outreach with Pastor John. It was fun, and Adrian and I were partnered up. We went to a guy, and it's amazing. I'm sure he doesn't go to church anywhere, and he starts Saying, well, does y'all, what kind of church? Is it a real church? He started asking weird questions. I said, yeah, we're non-denominational. He said, all right, but do y'all preach the real word of God? I said, yeah. He goes, so you preach out of King James Version. I said, oh, this is, you like that? I said, oh, this is going to be a good one. And I don't know if he was all there or not. He was kind of an interesting soul, but he was stuck on that. And I said, I said, bro, I don't, I said, I don't say, hey, I think his name was Robert. I said, hey, Robert, I don't say, how art thou today? I beseech thee, my brother, by the mercies of Christ. I said, we don't talk like that. He goes, yeah, but that's God's word. That's the only. And I said, well, I preach out of the New Living Translation. He said, well, they, <clears throat> and I see where he's coming from. They messed up God's word and stuff. But I, I, I didn't want to break it to him. But the King James Version didn't translate some things the best way they could at that time because of the English at that time. Is there a perfect English translation? Perfect. Probably not, but I know God's word is perfect. People get stuck on that. I've had people, I've heard it over the years, said, I don't read the Bible because there's errors in all of them. Oh, so you're just going to be a devil. You're going to serve Satan then. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm not going to get married because I can't find the perfect man or woman, someone would say. Good luck, sister. Good luck, brother. What? God's word in and of itself is perfect as it was given, but English is imperfect. There are sentiments in there that we can't translate real well. you got to use like 10 words to say one Hebrew word sometimes or one Greek word. It's so rich. 
But here's what I mean is you gotta you got to get connected to a church, you got to serve somewhere, and you got to get in the Word somewhere. And I think I said some of this last week. I've heard people say, well, I can't grow there. Well, are you reading, are you having personal devotional time? You can grow anywhere if you get in the Bible for yourself. You can grow anywhere if you say, I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind and stay in God's Word and get into the full counsel. I want to study it, read it, implement it. We learn it to live it. Someone say, we learn it to live it. I don't just learn it to know it. And did you know I don't just learn God's Word just to teach it? Are you still with me? I don't just learn God's Word so I can teach you. I learn God's Word so I can be a better man, a better husband, a true man of God. You say, oh, i got to be able to preach the Word to be a man of God. No, you can be a man or woman of God having never taught or preached. You can just learn to share your faith right where you are. Oil field job, mechanic job. I almost said working at Bell's. That's closed, huh? J.C. Penney, wherever. You study to show yourself approved as a man or woman of God. I don't study just so I can teach. Now, I study so I can teach, but my main focus is I study the Word so I can learn it to live it. All right? So let's go over some points that we went over last week. Some of it will be a review. Um, let's go to Joshua 1.8 real quick. Joshua 1.8. Study this book of instruction. Someone say study. Study this book of instruction continually. It's God's Word to Joshua. He was Moses' successor. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, you say, wait, what is meditate? Focus on it, think about it, talk about it, mutter it, repeat it. We'll get into some of that in a minute. Only then will you prosper and have what? Or succeed in all you do. Only then. All right? Now, you got to get a, a Bible that is readable and understandable to you. Okay? Readable and understandable to you. So number one, we went over this last week, you got to see it. Someone say see it. Okay, I'll make sure you can see me. Remember our kinetic little learning experience last week? Go like this. Now go like this. I'm going to add something. Someone say, I got to see it. Let's do it again. Someone say, I got to see it. You got to see the word. You got to have it in front of your face. That's why we have it on the screens. That's why we put verses on the screens. But dear brother and sister, don't ever let the screens be a substitute for your own devotional and Bible time you got to own a Bible. You say, man, well, I just have it on my phone. All right, that's a great place to start. Get you a hard copy of the Bible, though. What if a solar flare wiped out electronics? Then you wouldn't have a Bible. You know what I love about the thrift stores in town? <clears throat> well, one for sure, House of Hope. They'll give you a Bible if you want one. And actually, if you're short a Bible, we've got Bibles in the office we can give you. You say, man, I need a Bible. I need a hard copy. We'll get you one. If you need help, you can buy it on Amazon.com. You can go to Mardell. They even sell them at Walmart last time I checked. So you can get a Bible if you want one. You're still in the United States of America, all right? But you need to get a Bible that you understand, and I recommend you own at least one hard copy of the Bible, all right? And, and that it would be a Bible you understand, a translation you understand. So someone go like this. Say, man, we got to study, read, implement God's Word. How do we do it? Start off with, see it. Some of you have smaller eyes than me, but go like this. Anyway. Go. See it. Go do it again. Come on. Okay, good job. Good job. Pass. It was pass or fail. You passed. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. Some of this is a review. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I wanted to repeat that a few times. Hearing and hearing. So when you hear the word, God is building up your faith, working on your faith, isn't he? That's why you're here at church today. you got to hear from God. Now, remember we talked about this briefly last week. God speaks in different ways. It may be an audible voice. He may speak to your heart. So an audible voice or to your heart or directly through his word or he impresses you with something or someone else speaks to you. And it's God's word. But God's word can come alive in different ways, but you got to be able to hear God's word, hear God's word, hear God's word to be able to believe and recognize it. So let's go again to see it. Someone go see it. Someone go hear it. Uh-huh. You got to be able to hear God's word. For it to come alive, you got to be able to hear it. All right, let's go to Mark 11:22. Look at this. Then Jesus said to the disciples, "Have faith in God." Some translations say, "Have the faith of God." God's faith is unmatched. That's amazing. You can have the faith of God, though. You can operate in his faith. He said, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain. Someone say, say. Uh-huh. May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will what? Wait, you know what? I want that in New King James Version, if you don't mind. Let's start that one over. Mark eleven twenty two. I like the New King James Version because of its use of the word say. When you can. Thank you. Speaking God's word is of utmost importance. Some of you have been told negative things before, and you said, man, I started to believe it. God thinks the best about you, so believe and think and say the best about yourself. You don't have to be a jerk and be proud and say, I'm the greatest, but you got to say, I'm something special because God chose me. All right? Let's read through this. For verily I say unto you, I like that. He says, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be removed. Do we have that in New King James Version or just the King James? Be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Then he shall what? There it is. I say to you. Sorry. Let me start again. New King James Version. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what? Those things he says, someone say says, will be done. He will have whatever he says, you can have whatever you say, but it's got to be according to God's will. Scripture says it right there, black and white, plain as day. Those things that you say will be done if you believe, and you say it, and you can have whatever you say. But it's got to be according to God's will. Is it God's will for you to have a good marriage? Is it God's will for you to be in unity with other brothers and sisters? Is it God's will for you to have a good family? Oh, yeah, you can say these things according to God's word and believe, 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 believe. All right? So someone say, say it. Okay. So we got see it, hear it, and now say it. Someone do this. Say, say it. Say it louder. Say, say it. Say, say it. One more time. Say, say it. So you got see it. Hear it. Say it. Very good. Very good. Let's go to Philippians 3.1 in the New American Standard Bible. Philippians 3.1, New American Standard. Look at what God's Word says here. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Unique verse here. He says, to write the same things again 
is no trouble for me, and it is a safeguard for you. So by looking at that verse, it sounds like the Apostle Paul is repeating some things he said before. Are you with me? He says, to write the same things again is no trouble for me. How many, how many of you need repetition? You're going to be honest with it. You say, to learn, I need repetition. Go ahead and be honest with God today. How many of you want to lie in God's house and say, I get it the first time? Oh, I tricked you almost, Anthony. Don't, don't raise your hand. That was a trick question. Say, no, Pastor Matt, I get it the first time, man. Just, I mean, just say it. Man, I got a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> I just latch on to it. Well, yeah, some of you have fabulous memories, but everyone needs repetition. Everyone needs repetition. So repeat it. Someone say repeat it. Uh-huh. And this ties into two and three on hearing it and say it. Scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then, and then Scripture says in Mark eleven twenty two, you can have whatever you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? So then now we get to the place where we repeat it. I like workout examples because I've been working out steadily with a good partner for several months now. And part of power in the gym, you say, man, I, I, I just, I don't know if I can get to the gym. One guy used to tell us, I think he used to tell me in Barry years ago, he said, man, he said, Matt, you see the front door? I go, yeah. He goes, that's the heaviest machine in the whole building to operate. I said, really? He said, yeah, just coming in the front door. And once you get in the front door, you got to realize how important it is to repeat regularly. Otherwise, working out once every six months, it doesn't help. Going for a walk once every year, that, does that help any? It may help you that day. It may clear your mind. But you've got to start somewhere, just like in the Word. You've got to start somewhere. Some folks say, I'm not up to three chapters a day. How about one chapter and then two chapters and then three? Let's do it. If not now, when? Wait. Wait for what? It's time to start repeating God's Word, just like repetition in the gym. Man, you got to do it over and over again. I joke with my workout partner because he's a coach, and he says, yeah, the, the kids will tell him, hey, coach, they're in the gym working out, and they'll say, hey, coach, this is four sets of five, four sets of five reps. Why don't we just do the 20 reps right now? Okay, I see what you're saying. Then his response always is, well, then it's too light. you got to be able to do four sets of five reps each. Each set counts, huh? Every day with God counts in getting to know him through his word. Every day. Every set counts. There's no condemnation. You say, I missed it yesterday or I missed it. No, get into the word today. Get into it now and then start to repeat it. And in repeating the word out loud, see, you heard it, you say it, and now you repeat it. You can also repeat your actions in the word. That's very, very, very important. You've got to repeat and do it every day. You've got to live it every day. I am big on the basics. In football, all that razzle-dazzle, that's great, man. A dude, he's a one-man team or he's trying to be in soccer, football, or basketball. That's great. I think, I think Kobe was a great athlete, but I think Kobe was a terrible team player. God bless him. I hope he made heaven. I have nothing against Kobe except, man, I watched him. I don't think Kobe made everyone around him better. I feel like he was not a good team player. He was not good at the basics. He could score. He could rebound. He could pass if he wanted to, but he didn't do it all the time. You've got to get into the basics and then repeat the basics. Just like in football, block and tackle. Catch the ball. 
Can You can do all this fancy stuff. You can do an end zone dance, but can you hold on to the football and not fumble it? Right? Basics. Someone say basics. You've got to repeat the basics. You've got to say the word out loud and repeat it. And that, in and of itself, is the basics. You see it. You hear it. You say it. You repeat it. And this is how we're going to repeat it today. Someone say, repeat it. Go like this. Now, that's not the peace sign from the 70s. It just means say it more than once. Okay? I guess we could say repeat it or repeat it or repeat it or repeat it. But we're just going to, let's go through them. Okay? So, so someone say, see it. See what? The word, right? We're talking about the word. So someone do it again. Say, see it. Hear it. Say it. <laughs> Repeat it. Very good. Let's do it one more time. Say, see it. Hear it. Say it. Repeat it. All right, you got to be able to repeat the word. That, tie, that, that point four today, it ties into two and three. Hearing it, saying it, and then repeat. Why? So you can get it in your memory. So you can do it without thinking. I know pastors always talked about the training they went through in boot camp. By the time they got to the Vietnam War and they were actually boots on the ground, there were things they could do without thinking about it. Could you guys take apart your M16 and put it back together in the dark, huh? Just by feel. Say, why is that? Why is it so important I put my M16 together? I just need to know how to shoot it. Uh-huh, brother, if it gets jammed and the enemy's coming on you, what are you going to do? You're going to beat 150 men over the head with your broken rifle? Uh-uh, you need to know how to do it in the dark. Same way you get into tough situations in life, say, wait, wait, uh, I, need to, I need to, wait, time out. I need to go through all the steps. No, you just got to go, man, I'm going to speak the word right now. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I've been in a near problematic accident. We were in a vehicle that was spinning out on Eunice Highway one time. And you know what we did? We didn't go through all the steps and say, wait, do I, do I need to see it and hear it? And No, we didn't think about it. All we said was the name of Jesus. And that, that truck was spinning out on an icy highway, going in circles. All we knew to say, everybody in the vehicle said, Jesus, man. We didn't think about it. That's the step of faith right there. We had gotten to the place where we could repeat it over and over again, not just to be religious, not to just, just to say we knew, but we had a relationship with God and we called on his name, Jesus. Sometimes you don't have time for a full-fledged prayer or to do a bunch of steps in that moment. You just need to be able to repeat it. Someone say, repeat it. Repeat it. That's such a weird one. I, I couldn't think of a better one for that one, so repeat it. That's kind of lame. That's okay. I'm corny. So after you've repeated it, then what? Let's go to Deuteronomy 17, 18. Look at this. You say, man, this is just for kings. Well, Scripture says we're kings and priests according to the book of Revelation, right? Really, I don't expect you to write the whole Bible down, but this is a great example. When he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priests. Isn't that interesting? The king, when he was crowned, he was told, here's part of your instructions. You need to write down the word. You, as a current believer, what do you do? You can journal. You can have a diary. When you read, you can write down stuff that stands out. I do that. I used to make fun of people who journaled. I don't know why. I'm like, he's a guy and he, he's journaling. I don't know why that was funny to me. But I just wasn't part of it. Now, yeah, I write down stuff. And I end up preaching it. See, that is my journal. 
God is speaking to me, and I'm always writing stuff down. I notice something in the Word. It jumps out at me. I hear, I hear his, his voice. You know, I have a knowing. Someone speaks it. The Word comes alive, alive to me reading the Word. And I go, oh, man, I need to write that down. So you need to write stuff down. I've got journals full of stuff. You say, yeah, those are sermons, but they have all kinds of my notes in them, not just for preaching. It's for me, stuff God showed me, stuff I'm learning. Let's go to Habakkuk 2.2. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the what? The correct message to others. Huh, you got to be able to write it down. Write it down. Write down what God has shown you. Some of you are better at that than others. You say, man, I just take notes in my phone. Great, but there's something to me personally about writing stuff down. I'm one of those old school guys that I, I don't even preach off an iPad like Pastor does. I write my notes right here. I've always thought, man, if the power goes, I, I still want to have this information. That's kind of strange, I know, but I, I just like the feel of a pen touching paper. I like it. I feel like I'm connected to it. It's something artistic almost, but I like it. So I write. I write. It's very important in getting to know God's word and implementing God's word is write it down. Let's read this again, Habakkuk 2.2. Just the first part of this verse is fine in Habakkuk 2.2. Look at that. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. God's going to give you so many answers, and sometimes you don't write it down, you'll forget about it. I know there's folks in here that are guilty of this. I've done it. God's given an answer to a problem, or he's shown me something, and I thought, I'll write that down later. I'm tired right now, and I forget. I want to take care of what God gives to me. Are you guys with me? Let's go through it again. Someone say, see it. Hear it. Say it. Repeat it. This is easy. Write it. You already knew, huh? She goes, I, I, that works. A plus. Someone go, write it. Yeah, you got to write it down. Know what God has spoken to you. So let's do it one more time. Say, see it? Hear it? Say it? Repeat it? Write it. Very good. And did you know you can go back later and look at your notes and go, oh, man. God was speaking that to me, or man, I never did that. I never did that. Or man, look at what God showed me about Matthew chapter 18, and I never did anything about that. He was speaking to me, and I, what have I done with what God has given me? I want someone to, let me take a break for a moment and get into that just for a second. Are you doing everything to the best of your ability to use the gifts and talents God has given you? Think about that. We studied this the other night uh, at Bible study. And he was talking about what we were shaped to do. The author of that book, um, the pastor of, uh, what is it, Saddleback Church? What's his name? Rick Warren. The Purpose Driven Life. And he was talking about how si scientists have said, and I brought this up Wednesday night, I believe. Social scientists have said that each person, even the average person, has 500 to 700 special abilities. What? So you may not just be able to draw well. You may be able to cook, and you've never tried it. You may need to try some mayonnaise. I'm just kidding. I was just seeing if Dad was listening. I'm just kidding. Be careful, man. No, but there's things. That, let me give you an example. I'm probably the least handy person you've ever met. Okay? But several years back, some stuff was coming up, and and. We needed to maintain some stuff at our, our, our previous house on Permian Drive. And 
I didn't want to pay anyone to do it, and I'd seen it done before. So I said, I'm going to do this. I went into the closet one day, Jen's closet in our guest room, and the string had broken, and it took a while. Jen will tell you, sometimes I take a while to get stuff done. I do. Sometimes it's so fast it'll blow you away, but that's usually for surprise factor. <laughs> but I'd taken a while, and she said, that string's broke. There's no light in that closet, whatever. So I did everything I could to not replace the string, but it had broken. You know those little pull strings? So you know what I did? I am not handy. I'm not very handy. But I'd seen it done before. And I thought, I can turn the power out to this room and take that thing off the ceiling and replace it with another one. I said, Lord, man, I went in there. I put a chair in there. I think I mumbled to the dogs about it as I did it. You guys be careful. This is big. I don't know what I told them. I prayed. I talked to God. I talked to the dogs. <laughs> then they were like, you're boring. They left. They're like, who cares? But I got up there, and I turned the power out, and I replaced that thing. I tied the wires in. That was five years ago. Around that time, I replaced the, the internals of the, the toilet. I don't even know what those are called. The flushing mechanisms. The float and all that, you know. You need to get out and try stuff. I don't know who this is for this morning, but there's some stuff. People around you have been begging you to try it. You need to try it. You may like it. You may be good at it. You may be good at it. Draw a picture. Write a poem. Ride a bike. Go for a walk. Go to the gym. You may love the gym. And people are like, are you kidding me? I know. You may love your workout partner and hate the gym. I don't know. Or you may love the gym and be tired of your workout partner. I hope not. I hope not, right? In Jesus' name. Hope my workout par partner's not tired of me yet. In Jesus' name. you got to get out and do stuff. God has put stuff in you, and I believe it's tied into writing stuff down as part of your vision. It really is. I've watched my wife do that for years, and it's grown on me. Things that you can accomplish. Years ago, my brother said, man, I went, he said, I went to this, this special event, and this guy, I think it was Mark Victor Hansen, I think, maybe Chicken Soup for the Soul. He said, write out 100 goals for your life. Man, I did, and I actually accomplished some things I never thought I would accomplish by just simply writing them down. I don't know what the power of that is, but Scripture says, write it down. Write it down. Write it down plainly so that you can see it and so that whoever reads it can run with the message. And many times it's you writing it down for yourself. You say, if I see that, I can run with the message now. I can do that. So write down some stuff for yourself according to the word. You can do it. Someone say write it. Write it. All right, let's go to Matthew 7, 21. Matthew 7, 21. This is interesting, this verse. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Watch this. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will what? Enter. Someone say do. Book of James says don't just be hearers of the word. Don't be hearers only, be doers of the word. So here's what I say to you, get moving. It's time to start serving. This is a serving church. It's a very service-oriented church. And we don't do it so that you'll think we're great or you don't serve so that someone will think you're great. But when you do serve, people will notice you're serving. It just comes with the territory. People will know you're servant-hearted. So you got to get moving now. Share. Share what you have. Share the word. Go out and give. Go uh, A month from now, go out and help Pastor John with Help-A-Home. 
God willing, I'll be there again. That was fun. It was rewarding. It had been some time since I'd done door-to-door like that. At some point, you've got to serve. You've got to get moving. You've got to do it. Let's read that verse again. Be a part of something. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Do the will. Go back to that verse so everybody can see it. And it's do. Someone say do. All right, now go like this. Say do it. That's a pretty good one, huh? That's better than this, huh? I, I like that one. I like that one. It works. Someone say do it. And writing, you know, that's easy. But go like this. Go do it. At some point, you got to take action. Someone say action. Take action. Yeah, you, you're reading scripture. You say, well, it says to forgive. I'm not going to forgive, though. I don't know if God understands the awful things they did to me. I'm going to just hold on to this forever. No. You obey God's word. Doing it is obeying God's word. That's what you, and this ties into what I was saying earlier about repetition. You do it so much that, you know, a soldier being able to put a, uh, take apart their M16 in the dark, put it back together. You got to be able to do stuff that will protect you. That's what God's word is. Obeying God's word is for your protection. Did you remember that repetition verse a while ago? Let's go to Philippians 3.1 in the New American Standard again. Philippians 3.1, look at this. He says, to write the same things again is no trouble for me, and it is a safeguard for you. Repetition and doing are safeguards for you. Isn't that interesting? And you get to the place where you just study the word. You know the word. You live it. When you start doing it, then you look like a believer. Isn't that the goal? Not for everybody else, but God's seeing you. But when God sees you, everybody else is seeing too. At some point, say, man, he's a believer. She's a believer. They're walking in love. You got to be able to put these things in motion. So let's go through these points and we'll pray and we'll begin to wrap this service up. So number one, see it. See it. Let's do them real loud. Can we? Ready? One, two, three. See it. Hear it. Say it. Repeat it. Write it. Do it. One more time. See it. Hear it. Say it. Repeat it. Write it. Do it. I like that last one. Let's, let's do it one more time. Do it. All right. You guys are great listeners. I believe God's word is falling on good ground today. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. After all that, after the word and all the fun we had together this morning, something very important I need to ask you. Dear brother or sister, if you died tonight, would you go to be with Jesus? That's where it all starts is your walk with God. Are you in relationship with God through Jesus? If there is anyone in this house who has never committed their life to Jesus, who has never confessed and accepted Jesus and made him their Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, if you've never done that, raise your hands today. I'm going to pray with you. Raise your hand. I want to pray with you. This may be for someone on the live stream. Say, man, I have never accepted Jesus. Go ahead and raise your hand if that's you. But either way, we're going to pray it together. That's so important. All right. I want everybody to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I can't do it without you. I'm not even going to try. Without you and apart from you, I'm sinful. I'm a sinner. I'm so sorry for my sin. I need you, Lord. Please forgive me. I call out on the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, I believe you're my Savior and you're my Lord. Satan is not my Lord. You are my Lord. And I believe you died and rose again for me. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for loving me. I believe I'm now saved from hell. Saved from my past and saved from sin. Say I believe in Jesus' name. Would everyone stand to their feet? If God spoke to you this morning in some way, some fashion, some form, would you raise your hand? I'm going to just speak the blessing over you. I believe God has spoken to you somehow. Lord God, be with your people today. Continue to speak to them. Convict them of your word. Remind them of your word as they do these steps. As they get to know your word just so they can know you and live it. Thank you for your people. I believe they love you with all their heart. Now let them walk in truth and be living examples. Let them be the light of the world like Jesus said. He promised. He said, you are the light of the world. So let your light shine before all mankind. Thank you, Father, for your promises, your word, and today. Just stay in his presence just a moment. Just stay in his presence just a moment. Father, we praise you. Father, we thank you. Father, we glorify you. Father, we honor your name today. We give you all the praise because you are worthy. Let your people feel your presence this week, Lord God. Speak to them while they sleep. Speak to them when they arise. Draw them to the word. Make them even more connected and planted at this church so they can flourish. And Lord, give them the desire and the wherewithal and, and the, the strength to serve somehow in your kingdom. There's all kinds of ways to serve here. Lord, open the doors for them to serve wide open. Thank you, Father. We praise you today, and we lay all our burdens at your feet because you are God. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen. You guys.